All right, I'm just going to hit record. All right, let's go. Let's go. Welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey, friends. Hello, and welcome to episode 26. Today, we are talking about trip planning, which is, I think, a little bit more like concrete and uh, like <laughs> specific than a lot of things we talk about. But it's something that I, I wrote about because it's like a huge part of my life and what I do right now. <laughs> so um, it should be kind of fun to talk about. Yeah, I think it's uh, super fun. And yeah. I love getting the view into everything that goes into it when I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of a lot. Sometimes it's kind of funny. Um, but first, Clay, what are we drinking tonight? Moose drool. We are drinking moose drool, which means one thing. We are in Montana. And indeed, we are in Montana. So if you are a craft beer drinker, especially a Western or Midwestern craft beer drinker, you've probably had moose drool. Yeah, it's a it's Big Sky Brewing, um, brown ale. It's kind of a classic. Yeah, it's been around forever. It's kind of easy drinking. So, when in Montana. When in Montana, you drink moose drool. Absolutely. Not drinking actual literal moose drool. No, that's that's that disgusting. That's gross. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> if you're that close to a moose, back up. But but we have to recap our last week because it's been epic. Like really good. One of my favorite weeks of travel. Even that's saying a lot considering the recent travel we've had but we've been moving fast but it's been so good yeah i i feel like it honestly hasn't felt like that quick of a week of travel yeah okay when we came to you last week we uh ended up finishing recording on labor day <laughs> on monday yes because we were uh we had the whole instant incident on, on sunday and that was and we, a big push weekend. And we had just gotten to Jasper mm -hmm. and we spent two nights in Jasper. So the first night we kind of talked about, we went for a little, uh, no, we just went to the brewery the first night, right? Yes. What? The first night in Jasper, we went to the brewery. We talked about that when we went to the camp, we went to oh, do yeah, laundry. We did laundry. And mm -hmm. we went to the brewery there, yes. Jasper Brewery, which was pretty good. And then we went to, on Tuesday, we went for a hike. We, would, oh, we did awesome a hike. canyon river hike thing. Shoot. We should know the name of this hike. I will put the link to the hike in the show notes because I a great don't hike. remember it off the top of my head. <laughs> no, it's, it's been a um, week. It started with an M. Yes. Oh, oh it looked like um, Maline. It looks like Maline. Oh, that's right. Let Maline Canyon. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, we went on this amazing hike. Yes. It looks like it's called Maline. I don't know the proper po way to pronounce -A -L -I -A -I -G -N -E, it. M-A-L-I-G-N-E, yes. Canyon in Jasper National Park. And it is... It was a super muddy hike because it had been raining. But it was really pretty and because we had to see all this. Like, it's just kind of deep narrow canyon with a river through it and then we hiked down into it and back out just a couple mile hike really muddy on the one side but really nice and um what was really nice about jasper and banff at least the stuff we wanted to do it was all dog friendly so frankie was able to come which was really great a lot of u.s national parks if you're not familiar don't allow dogs on the hiking trails which is but just the, wrong. The Canadian, but I understand um, why, the Canadian ones we've been in have allowed dogs, which has been really nice. Yeah. So that was really fun. Also, we saw elk right in our campground, right in our campsite oh, <laughs> while we, we were got, at Jasper. Yeah, we, we got stayed at Whistler's campground. Personal with a couple. Yeah, young bucks. they were amazing. They were like right in, right in our site. It was so cool looking right out the front window of the airstream, just seeing these elk just right there. Uh, one of them like almost nudged the truck. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that was our time in Jasper. And then we drove to Banff. And if you're not familiar, the drive from Jasper to Banff is the Icefields Parkway. Mm -hmm. You can drive right past the Columbia Icefields, which is just 
breathtakingly beautiful glaciers everywhere like it's amazing it's a great drive yeah and it's just this beautiful drive between the two national parks and well it's kind of like within the national park and it's stunning and beautiful it's like three hours we stopped along the way for dinner it was just so nice and uh then we got to our campground in banff which was also amazing we stayed at tunnel Tunnel Mountain, Mountain Village One. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Tunnel Mountain Village is like a lot like Whistler in that it was Whistler's in that it was like a very large campground. Yeah, but like well done. Like it yeah. had been around for a while, you could tell. Oh, but it was very nice. But it, was like, it was very good. easily accessible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There were a lot of campsites there. Um But, but I felt was... like we had a good amount of room. Mm-hmm. We had no problem getting into our site. It was mm-hmm. like the kind that's kind of like a pull in along the side of the the road, uh-huh. um, or you could have backed into it because it had like kind of a big pad that extended far back. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a really um, yeah really cool campground. We liked it a lot. Uh, stayed there two nights as well. The second night we hiked up. Tunnel, Tunnel Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, mm-hmm. we hiked up to, towards the summit. We didn't go quite all the way to the summit, which is really nice because it's like right near downtown Banff. Mm-hmm. It's basically right downtown. And so we uh, parked there and like hiked up the mountain and had a really nice time with that. We were able to take Frankie again. Yep. And then we went to Three Bears Brewing. Yeah, and we just left the truck there. Yeah, I walked down to walked, walked yeah. down to downtown. Downtown Banff is every bit as cute as I thought it would be. Oh, my gosh. Both, both yeah. Banff and Jasper just give me really strong vibes of something like a Jackson Hole or even like Uray or something like that. Where it's like just a really nice mountain town, like uh, maybe a little out of my price range, but I really like being there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like for very sure. nice. <laughs> yes. And, but a very like outdoorsy and very surrounded by the mountains and there's so much to do. But there's also just like, you're right. You're right in a national park, but you have this like town that has all this stuff to do and all these restaurants and all these things. It was really fun. Uh, Three Bears was great. Oh, we it was. Loved sat it. out on the patio, the dog friendly patio, and we had Clay and I share the elk sausage pizza with it was elk and kale. It was so good. It was so good. Yeah, <laughs> so good. The little one was able to get a special pizza that met her dietary needs Mm -hmm. which was really nice she doesn't usually get to eat pizza which was so that was really cool yep older one had like a nashville hot chicken sandwich which was really good also it was just very very good brewery food uh really nice service and um good beer the beer was solid i had a peach ale it's very good yeah i had a um oh your infusion thing was really interesting raspberry green tea infusion ipa uh yeah the raspberry green tea infusion i had just the plain ipa for my second round because i tried your infusion and i didn't i don't love like fake raspberry flavor yeah um so it wasn't for me i didn't think it tasted fake i don't know it just wasn't for me i i didn't i didn't like it like i got the idea of it and i thought it was good i just it wasn't the flavor it i was wasn't interested super in. sweet which is why i liked it yeah it just wasn't a flavor i was super interested in it was like a raspberry essence but i liked the i like i liked the ipa underneath it and i was like yeah, yeah i'll try the ipa next yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, really it was good. a good ipa it was a very solid ipa nothing mm-hmm. was like i was a little upset they didn't have their brown ale but like nothing was that we tried was like earth shattering really i guess the infusion was unique yeah, it was good. Um, but it was like very solid and just like good atmosphere, like good vibes, good place. So a hike in a brewery is like our favorite night. Uh, <laughs> and then on f- I mean, yeah, that's you know us. <laughs> on Friday, we drove to Radium Hot Springs. Which, which sounds scary. <laughs> it in it's uh so there's three different hot springs in the national parks in the Canadian Rockies, and this one is in I'm not gonna pronounce the name of the park right Kootenay. Kootenay? Yeah, Kootenay? I don't know. It's either Kootenay, Kootenay, Kootenay. Kootenay. I don't. Eh. Someone from BC is gonna Oops. laugh at us. So it's back on the BC side of the Canadian Rockies. 
and it's like on our way. We were headed to Glacier. It was on our way. Um, so we stayed there um, one night, but on the way to the campground, we stopped at the hot springs mm-hmm. and uh, parked in the parking lot there, finished the work day, and then went and soaked for a while. And it was beautiful. It, it was, it was kinda, really nice. Kind of reminded me of Solduck in in the Olympic. Yeah, it was like one big pool, though. Instead of Solduck had the few pools. Yeah. Yeah, it was one really nice big pool. Really nice locker rooms. It was under construction, so the cool pool wasn't open. Mm-hmm. But we had a really nice time. It was good, you know. Like there were a lot of people there, but it wasn't crowded. It was a little more built up. Yeah. Than uh, say Liard, yes. which we went to a couple yes. weeks ago. Yes, it was much more of like a pool. But still, a really nice atmosphere, kind of the, like the mountains tucked of... into this little canyon. Yeah, so you had these big mountain walls like all around you. Right by Radium Hot Springs, which is obviously where the name comes from and it's not sulfurous no so it didn't smell which was really nice which i don't know with a name like radium hot springs i figured it would not being sulfurous <laughs> i don't know what am i um, getting the heat is from is it like radiation right 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 <laughs> like what's going on right. here no but it was really pleasant like a very pleasant temperature uh they had a cool like a cold dunk pool like where you could go cool off in between mm-hmm. like I, I love that. I love when places have like a cold pool or a cold shower. Like so you can like soak in the hot springs for a while, go in the cold, go back to the hot. It's my favorite thing. And we had a little competition who I did not like longest. the cold dunk pool. Yeah. Um, it was the not oldest my daughter won by a long shot of who could sit in the cold the longest. Yeah, she was like, What? No big deal. I don't understand how she did that. My joints actually hurt. <laughs> So we had a really nice time, and then there was a great campground there, another national park campground. Another it was a great, you, it's like up the mountain. Yeah. Oh my God, up on the mountain in Radium Hot Springs in the town, just a couple mm-hmm. kilometers away from the hot springs themselves. Mm-hmm. We had a full hookup site. A pull through full hookup site in, yeah. a, in a national park. Epic. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And it was like we put up a hammock. Like yeah, it was, it was only like 40 Canadian. Beautiful fall weather. So nice. So, so nice. Yeah. So we had like this series of like Canadian National Park campgrounds last week that were just so pleasant. We had a really nice time. It really felt like kind of a relaxed week. Yeah, even though we drove moving before. We drove quite a lot. We only stayed two nights in Jasper, two nights in Banff, one One night night in Radium. But we were like doing fun things. We were like hiking, Mm -hmm. going out, like going to the hot springs, like kind of all along the way, which was really nice. And then um, we crossed the border into the lower forty-eight. Yep. We're in Montana. Uh, yesterday. So uh, we left Radium Hot Springs and drove the like four-ish hours to Kalispell, Montana. Montana. Mm-hmm. Uh, stayed at a really nice Harvest Host. Yeah, um, it was so cute. Yeah, just out in a field. Yeah, they just have a farm and they're mm-hmm. like, well, why don't we let campers park back here? And they set up like a little high top table for everyone. Oh, it was so beautiful. It was, yeah. It was super cute. We had a really nice time. There was lots of room uh, to play with the puppy, get him oh, yeah. to run and play and he play fetch. Was in he did not want to leave. Heaven. He did not want to leave. He's like, He's like I'm like, a farm dog. I believe <laughs> I belong here. Exactly. Yeah. He was so happy. We had a great time. It was a really, really nice little rest. And then we drove into Glacier today. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah. So today we Parked our rig at the um, KOA here in West Glacier. We've stayed here once before. And then dropped, yeah, dropped the rig, took the bikes off the top of the truck, and uh, we had reservations for going to the Sun Road and went in and did it. We've never, we had never been able to drive it before. We've only been here once before, and it was before going to the Sun Road was open in the spring. Yeah. So early season in Glacier uh-huh. um, and also late season, you can still come to the park. But uh, going to the Sun Road is not necessarily open because it's closed in the winter. Uh, they do not keep it cleared in the winter. It would be prohibitive. Yeah, exactly. And it takes them like all summer to open. It doesn't go all the way open until like July. Right. So, yeah, we had a, it was super cool. Like really, really stunning. Probably the best scenic drive I've ever done. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Glacier National Park, um, going to the Sun Road is basically like, a hundred year old road uh-huh. that they built and paved like back then. And they, they, you can actually take these tours. I didn't know this. Uh-huh. You can take tours and ride in these. What would you even call them? Red, the red cars. Red cars. Yeah. They're long red cars. I yeah. They look old. super old fashioned. Mm-hmm. They're obviously newer. 
but they're just yeah, styled like to be convertibles. They have the roof yeah. open and stuff. And they're, I mean, it's just like something out of the past. It's, it's so beautiful and cool. The road is kind of like along rocky ledges. It's pretty narrow in spots. So yeah, we, you we drove had fun it. Navigating the dually. On yeah, there. so our dually is like right at the limit of what's allowed on that road. Yep. Technically, I think we're three inches too long and maybe an inch too wide they didn't ask <laughs> they didn't ask there were other cars like other vans and stuff out there that were probably about the same size as us i think if you're close they don't care honestly we would have had to have been a lot smaller for us to not at certain parts have to like stop, stop. and mm-hmm. let other cars come in the other way but it go wasn't by scary or frustrating i didn't think i wasn't the driver no. for this but you you drove it and i thought it was it was a blast and there was only like a certain portion of it that was really that sketchy at all most so it was pretty chill. It was perfect fall weather. Oh my god, the we got leaves were starting to turn. The few little bits of glaciers uh-huh. that are left in Glacier National mm-hmm. Park. The weather was very clear. It was really beautiful. Not too, not too hazy or smoky. We got to go all the way to St. Mary, which is on mm-hmm. the east side of Glacier mm-hmm. National Park, which we didn't see at all. No, we'd we only here. been really as far as Lake McDonald before. Mm-hmm. And that part actually sucks right now because the road is uh, so yeah, torn, they up. All torn up for construction. Um, yeah. But oh my gosh, once we got a, it was just a really, really beautiful drive. Really good overview of the park. We had just never gotten to do that before. So mm-hmm. we were pretty stoked about and it. There's a lot of great trails. We didn't do any of them today. No, we <laughs> just got out. I don't think we, we will on this trip because we got out at some viewpoints. Yeah, so but, that kind of brings us to some of our travel planning, right? Yeah, no Because we had been originally going to p- spend a week here and a week in ba- and then drive like the nine-ish hours over the weekend to Badlands, mm-hmm. spend a week there, places we've been before, but there's like some hikes and stuff we wanted to do that we hadn't done before. Yep. And thought we'd spend a week here, a week there, and then get, we needed to be in Amana, Iowa by the 24th of September. And then um, <laughs> we decided to go to a football game that weekend. So we need to be in Ames, Iowa by the 22nd of September. <laughs> right. Which is losing a whole weekend of driving. Right. So we have to figure out, okay, well, where do we stop and where do we go and how do we do this? And we were going to still spend close to a week here. Um, but we decided we'd rather get to Iowa quicker because the kids start school. Mm-hmm. next week yep and so it makes a little bit more sense to like have a slower pace that week before we get to the football game and we got to do going to the sun road and it was great and if we were only going to stay a couple more days here we i don't know how much more we'd really do mm-hmm. so um and we like this koa but we can't stay in our spot here because we didn't book anything until today yeah so it's just we decided, and there's really good boondocking around here too, but then it's like, well, if we go there and get all set up, like how long do it's Right, exactly. So we're just going to go. We're going. We're heading out tomorrow. We're starting to make our way. We're hoping to get to, well, if anything does, goes, if everything goes to according to the new plan. <laughs> <laughs> Which we made over drinks and live music tonight at yes! our campground. Oh my God, this KOA. <laughs> if you come to West Glacier, treat yourself to a night of this KOA. Um, it's just beautiful. Like mm-hmm. it is really stunning. You have views of the mountains everywhere. We, like Clay said, we had drinks that they have this old retrofitted airstream that's a bar out mm-hmm. on the lawn. There's live live music out there. All these nice Adirondack chairs, plus like couches with like um, propane fire pits by them. All those like string lights up, flowers everywhere. It's just beautiful. It's really stunningly beautiful. And we got to go out there, uh, and the oldest agreed to let, watch the younger one for a little while. And mm-hmm. so uh, we took the, we took the dog and went out and had margaritas and sat out on the lawn and listened to some music and also changed our whole route plan for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're working in a couple harvest hosts, a free campground, and, um, and hoping... Uh, yeah, an Army Corps... In yeah, Iowa. hoping to get to Devil's Tower on Thursday. We've yes. never been to Devil's Tower, so we're going to check that out for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be our kind of like two-night stop, and then we're going to push it all the way to Iowa over the weekend after that, which is kind of a lot, but, you know, we're used to it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing a lot of long and, drives. And we yeah. keep saying, oh, we're going to like we're gonna be in Amanda for a month, but we're not, really. No. <laughs> this is so us. We can't sit still. I don't know what we're going to do when we finally get to Washington. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think we might actually sit still for a while. We'll see. But then we're talking about like, oh, we should buy some car camping gear so we can go camping in the just have a on the Olympic Peninsula (laughs) in our snowy Christmas mountain town. I love it. I don't think we'll stay there the whole time without doing something. Okay, we'll see. We're yeah, we're like booking it back to Iowa, but only because we're going to a football game, and then two weeks after that, we're going to normal. And then we're going to go pick up our other rig and bring it back to Iowa. Yep. <laughs> it's the whole thing. A lot of travel planning to do. Lots and lots of planning. Yeah. We keep thinking, I keep thinking like, oh, well, like we're done with like the big push. Like we're like the Baja to Alaska thing is like done. Yep. We're over. We're like, already back in the lower back 48. Back in the lower yeah. 48. We're like, we're going to be in Iowa in a couple weeks. Well, I guess a week now. Yeah. And like we've got. You know, by the time you listen to us, we'll, we'll be, be in back Iowa. in Iowa, yeah. yeah. And we're like, you know, we've got all these. <laughs> like, yeah, it'll be, you know, I'm just like, I've got most of the planning done, and it's like, no, I have to plan out how we're gonna get get to and from picking up the our the other RV. Where are we gonna park it for a while while we move back? How are we getting it to storage? What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing with this? And then uh, when we leave. Iowa, how do we get to Washington with our RV uh, when everything's closed? So stay tuned for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's an adventure. It is such an adventure. Also, we're like, we're just, we're at our wit's end right now. The RV is a mess. We're like basically out of propane. Like, yeah, we do need to fill that tomorrow before (laughs) we leave. We've had a great week and we're just kind of like, okay, that's it. We're done. We spent all our Canadian cash yes. and got a bunch of Canadian snacks. None of my pants fit anymore. I've eaten too much. Ah. <laughs> I did too many breweries. It's been an awesome summer. It's been so good. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm turning my attention to planning next summer. Yeah. <laughs> I am. No rest. There is no rest. Now when you do this full time. And even though we're taking like five months off, like I need it so I can catch up mm. on planning. Yeah. But maybe I'll read a letter about that. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Dear friend, do you enjoy planning trips and vacations? To me, this is probably one of the best things about a trip, the anticipation, the looking forward to it. When you travel full time, it's a constant balance of enjoying where you are now looking forward to, and planning the places you will go next. It's so much fun, and it's also a nearly full-time unpaid job. When we set out on our very first multi-stop trip in Armantis, I meticulously planned each stop, made reservations, and printed out confirmations. We had a fantastic time, but the trip was far too fast and booked too little time for rest and recovery, not to mention the plans were a bit too rigid for us. The next time out, we planned just one to two months ahead and left some nights free for a Harvest Host or a Walmart or a Midway stop on a drive. This suited us much better, along with staying five to seven nights in Target destinations. We mixed in some RV parks with our typically preferred state and national park campgrounds. We learned to stop for two weeks sometimes in order to receive packages and recover a bit. Then we bought a big rig and spent winter in Florida and summer in the Northeast. I planned nearly an entire year at once, vying for spots and hard to get into places where there were only a few places our RV could fit. It was stressful, setting our watches and calendars to times when reservations went live so we could try and get one, often missing out. Planning routes for the year gets long and complicated, and there are a lot of things to try and fit in. At first, we tried to make things really neat and tidy. I hate the idea of backtracking. This year, we're driving from Alaska to Iowa to Vegas to Iowa to Washington because those are the places we want to be and our houses move. So why not go where we want to go? Why not see family and friends and go to a football game? Who cares if we have to drive an extra 2,000 miles? Editor's note. Ask us again next month if we care. We're also back back to a blend of reservations and winging it that serves us really well. And I don't print anything off anymore. I keep everything in RV Trip Wizard and my email. 
I love designing our routes and planning stops and activities I think my family will enjoy. It can be stressful though too. Aside from competing for hard to get spots, I feel a pressure to make sure everyone enjoys everything I've planned. I ask for input too, but when there are a thousand decisions to be made, someone has to just make them or you never get anywhere. Being the planner not only takes time, but comes with pressure to do a good job, to keep the crew happy. The number of tabs open in my web browser at any time is enough to make a lot of people uncomfortable. A lot of the sites we book are not complete once you book a campground. You have to pick your specific site. This can lead to hours of research about the best site, Starlink, and cellular availability. Also, like most household work, it never ends. When you're on the road full-time, you're always planning. We'll stay put for a while this winter, but with that comes booking all the summer campgrounds that open reservations six months out and planning our following long-term winter spot. I honestly can't wait. I can't wait for the excitement of building another fun summer. I can't wait to see where the year takes us next year. I still haven't gotten over the excitement that we get to live like this. Also, send coffee. And whether you travel full-time or part-time or occasionally, hug your planner. And if you are the planner, you're doing a good job, I promise. See you down the road, Jamie. I didn't know for about the first year of living on the road that you felt pressure to make sure that we all enjoyed where we were going. You thought I was just like booking shit. Like, who cares? Whatever. Who cares if they like it? No, not at all. <laughs> just like it didn't occur to me that it like was stressful for you. Yeah, like, you were worried that we weren't going to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, I've... I totally get that feeling. Like, I understand. <laughs> right. It's like if you pick restaurant for everyone to go to. Mm-hmm. And people complain about the menu. You're like, oh, well, I'm sorry. (laughs) You know? But it's not. I mean, that's like it's not your restaurant. No, but if you like (laughs) were the one that put all the work into figuring out where to go. Yeah, for sure. Made the reservation. The good news is you're really good at this. Oh, my God. I thank you. I don't think we ever uh, feel badly about wherever we go. (laughs) And. Granted, you're I, not doing it all by yourself. No, but not at all. You're doing most of it. Yeah, I mean, I'll pick your brain and like bounce things off of you. I have to, right? Like you've. Especially we did a when lot we're of tra- that tonight, actually. Well, <laughs> it's complicated when we're traveling during the week. That's mm-hmm. what makes it complicated. We have work mm-hmm. stuff. We have school stuff for the kids. Like that, we don't usually do, right? Like on our normal travel. This has been a weird summer. Our normal mm-hmm. travel. It's cadence, only possible in the summer, really. Yeah. Our normal travel cadence, what we normally do, what we like to do, is land somewhere on Sunday or Saturday, stay till Friday or Saturday, like work our mm-hmm. whole week there, and then travel on the weekend, mm-hmm. give or take. This summer, we were doing a lot more driving. Yes. And also, we had a lot more daylight. Yeah. So, we were a lot more loosey-goosey about it, and a lot yeah. more first come, first serve places, and so a lot less planning, really. Yeah. I mean, more planning, but less planning. <laughs> We changed things up. And yeah. I mean, we changed things up anyway. We do. We do. I mean, I've, there's, I don't know how many times I've, yeah, canceled a lot of reservations like over the years. Like it just happens. I mean, sometimes I'll have two reservations for a week and then be like, oh, shoot, I need to. <laughs> we just changed what we're doing. Like we decide we want to go somewhere else come up with new ideas or you get somewhere and you're like, okay, yep, this is cool, but it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Like we did the thing we wanted to do. We should just leave. I think that's kind of where we are right now. <laughs> I think the big thing we wanted to do was going to the sun road and we did it. And like, I want to do some hiking. I would love to stay a whole week, but I know that's not really practical with where we need to get. And so it's just like, let's just get it done. Let's do it. We're like in the driving mood. We've been driving a bunch. Let's just go. Yeah. And we'll have a week of rest before football game and stuff so but you have to be willing to change it based on weather and all kinds of stuff right like even if you travel part-time and i think this is what this is kind of what a part of what i want to talk about Mm -hmm. because like a lot of people who listen to this probably don't travel (laughs) full-time or even travel in an rv or even travel in an rv and i think what it rv travel has taught us Mm -hmm. is to be very flexible (laughs) 
and like always feel pretty calm about it. So I think one thing that's really nice about RV travel, um, but you can kind of take this into a lot of things if you're prepared for stuff, mm-hmm. is like wherever we wind up, we're going to be okay. We have everything we need. Like yes. there are stores where we're going or whatever. Like you kind of have this in the back of your mind, especially with an RV. Like I have my whole house with me. Like something if if something fails, if I have to stop somewhere, I've got what I need. And I think even when you're traveling by plane and you're doing it, like and you do it a lot and you get used to it, you're like, you know what? Whatever. If I have to stay a night at this air, like at the hotel by this airport, I'll figure it out. I know how to do that, right? Yep. If I if I have to go figure out how, like I have everything in my carry on, I know what I'm doing. Like it's fine. It's taught me to travel a little lighter, a little more nim- nimbly. Like mm-hmm. I think you know we talked about this a little bit one time. Like the last time we went to Maui, we took a little bit different approach to how we were traveling there versus how we would have maybe in the past uh, before we did a lot of RV travel. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a lot more like building in some time to rest, building in some time to just eat some meals at our place, yeah. like not eat every meal yeah. out. Eating meals out with kids, young kids especially, isn't as like luxurious and it's more expensive as like eating out as a couple. Yeah, for <laughs> like sure. and we love eating out. We do it a lot. Say, but we it's always like have, even with the we, kids. Yeah, we we love it. But like it's it's not something I want to do for like every meal on a trip. One, it's expensive. And two, like it's just I don't know, like I want to eat some meals at yeah. home. We like the food we cook at home and also like yeah we're good cooks especially with (laughs) like i mean the threshold for eating at a restaurant is like sort of high when i'm like i could make something better at home yeah often (laughs) and i enjoy cooking most of the time not always man i can't like i've been craving that curry that you made i will make the curry again (laughs) i'm sorry it's so good. It's, it's just, I'll link the recipe. It's just a fresh off the grid chickpea curry recipe that I docked oh up a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, oh yeah, sure. Uh, no big deal. I'll make it one time. And you're like, well, you <laughs> well, can't follow not really the recipe. The, it doesn't really follow the recipe, but it mostly does. I can link the recipe. It's a good starting okay. point. It's a really easy camping recipe that I picked up. It's mostly canned stuff. It's easy. Yeah, well, easy it's peasy. really good. Okay, anyway. I'll tell you the secret. Just add some crushed tomatoes or diced tomatoes to it because it's not quite tomatoey enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I can't make that. We don't have the right spices. We didn't get more spices, do we? Or did we? Um. I have to look. Yeah, so what I did get... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, like a spice packet. Yeah, so I couldn't find like the masala garam masala yeah but i found like chana masala in a that's box right. okay spices. that's right what it was so never mind we're fine it'll turn out okay <laughs> i think so it's basically like chana masala but it has some coconut milk in it it's like a blend of different curries but it's very good yeah. oh it's delicious it's really good it's filling it's cheap mm-hmm. oh add tomatoes and add a serrano pepper yeah oh yeah and then uh it's perfect yeah it's delicious anyway but anyway so i think that that's like something that we learned is that we i think take a more calm approach to travel in general because we've gotten to do so much of it Mm -hmm. is like we have that perspective of like oh we'll be back and and even if we're not like it's good to have the perspective that oh we'll be back like to not try to cram everything in and to not you don't cram every moment full of stuff and i think that that's like the biggest thing is like We'll spend a week somewhere and we'll barely scratch the surface, right? We'll spend two weeks somewhere and we'll barely scratch the surface because we're working and we have other things. I mean, you and, gotta like, live your life. You right? have to like live, and even when you're on vacation, it's like you have to know you're never gonna do it all. You're never gonna see it all. You're never mm-hmm. gonna like check all. Like when we're we're Disney people, we love Disney. Like I never go into Disney. Like I have to ride every ride. Like we pick, we make the list of the things that are important to us. It's a pretty loose list anyway. Yeah, it is. But it's like... You pick your top things. You pick your top things, and you make sure that everyone gets their top thing. And then after that, you kind of just feel like, see how the day goes, right? Like, and I where think it goes. we've talked about this a lot, is like, that's just so much more enjoyable when you we, do that. For us, anyway, that's how we have a better time, and we've learned yeah. that. Everyone's a little different, but I would encourage to try it. To try not trying to be a completionist with anything in travel. <laughs> it's really... 
it takes kind of the joy out of it for me. Yeah, I think like you leave room for happy accidents, like we've talked about. So, but the actual work of planning, so like we leave room for that stuff, right? And, right. and so it takes some of the planning out of it, but there's still a ton of planning that goes into like any trip, right? Well, especially when like we kind of want to know that we're going to have a place to stay for a night. You right. Know? Well, especially when, we, when we're working. When we start driving. Yeah. <laughs> when we're working, it's complicated because we have to have internet. Right. Like we're moving a bunch this week and I have a bunch of work calls. Right. And so we have to make sure that we have like stable internet so I can be on those calls. Mm-hmm. Same for you. Right? Yep. And so it's like, okay, like we have to make sure we can move at these times and that we can get to this place. And that we can do these calls and we have to be able to do that. And so it's, it's a little bit more complicated and there's a lot of research that goes into it. And so when I'm looking at like, so kind of how my method is. Yeah. Break it down. Tell the secrets. Come on. The secrets. There's no secrets. It's a (laughs) lot of staring at things. Jamie's guide to, Hey, we should charge them for this. Oh, well, I, if you want me to book you a trip, I can probably do that for a fee. I love (laughs) it. I actually really enjoy it. I get a little burned down on it sometimes. Um, but I do enjoy it. Uh, it's, I know you enjoy it because I, I offered to do it instead and you're like, no, but no, but no. (laughs) I have my systems. (laughs) So, no, the way that I think, um, and I've heard other people talk about it like this, is, like, you pick your big things, right? Like, I need to be, we've already talked about this a little bit next summer. We, we want to, you guys, you want to go to Gen Con, right? So we're gonna We're going to put that on the on the map. We're going to put that on the schedule. Yes. And there's, like, the things that can't be moved, right? Like, the things that are, like, they happen on a certain date. Maybe it's a wedding or a game, a sports event or something like that. like Or a games convention. Yes. It could be anything. Like, it's like, I want to be, like, you're traveling, right? So it's like, you, you're going to be away from home, so like, or, or out, or whatever. So, like, part of it is, like, I get to pick where I am. So I'm going to, these are the things that are important. So maybe it's like, mm-hmm. I really want to be in this place for the eclipse or which mm-hmm. isn't something that we really like are planning on or care that much about, but I know a lot of people do. So it's like, that yep. might be a really specific thing or pick your anchors. Yeah. You pick your big anchors and you start to build roots around that. Right. Like, okay, well here's where I want to be here for like, we vaguely want to be in Michigan for a lot of next summer. So like, when do we want to get there and when do we want to leave mm-hmm. and like vaguely want to be, around indiana and then we want to be in you know uh, we want to go to ohio our oldest really wants to go to cedar point so we're going to like work that in next summer late late summer early fall then we wanted to spend some more time in canada up on that side uh, and then you know go to quebec and go to maybe even go to nova scotia and then come back down for the fall colors in the northeast and so it's kind of like our rough plan yeah we have a very loose and this starts to take shape like a year in advance for us because we're full-time but like yeah and honestly, I think it's almost more important. I th- I will say that like we can be a little looser with our plans because we are flexible and we have all the time in the wor- world to travel right now. In the rig, anyway. Yeah. So like, if we shift things by a week or not, or two, or whatever, to get the campground we want, no big deal. Mm-hmm. You have to be a little bit more rigid if you have a set window, right? If you're going out for a specific two weeks, or you're going out for a specific summer, and it, it starts at a certain time, it ends at a certain time. You're going to want to be really on top of making reservations as soon as you can. Depends where you're going. It depends where you're going. It does. But like it, it depends on the size of your rig and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, it matters to like, it matters more to get the reservations you want Yeah. in that kind of a situation. I think because it's vacation or it's like your one big trip a year and that's a little bit different, but it's similar in that like, we kind of like a year in advance sort of like we kind of think okay we're starting the year here and we want to next and so like the big thing that we will fit in a lot of times is like next winter we want to like during the winter while we're stationary somewhere we're like where do we want to be next winter and when do we book that site Mm -hmm. and we'll kind of like figure that out (laughs) and get that settled Mm -hmm. and that'll be kind of one of our big anchors and then our other anchors are like the things we talked about where we want to be in all these places and then we kind of fill it in from there. And sometimes it involves some now anymore. Like we're kind of, especially with the Airstream because it's so easy to drive and we both like driving it. Like mm-hmm. if it involves some backtracking, oh well. Like, yeah. Because we're kind of getting into a rhythm of like we spend some time not driving as much and we spend some time kind of going for it. 
probably eventually working to a rhythm of like staying put for a school year. We'll see. But it's I don't know when I, when we talk about this travel planning stuff, I get so excited. I know about where like, we can go. I know like, it's so exciting. It's like hard to fit everything for in the right? whole year. You know, like yeah. spring, fall, and summer, not just you know, and staying put for the winter because I mean winter. But like, so I don't know if we've talked about it too yeah. much on the podcast. But part of why we stay put in the winter, and a lot of what it is, is that the days are just so short, and we don't like driving and pulling in places after dark. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and also. Shortens your like adventure time, right? Because it's dark when you're done with work. Yeah. So if you're moving every weekend, I mean, and it's I dark when you're done with work. If you're closer to the equator, then like this is probably not a problem for you, right? But uh, northern or somewhere, northern or southern hemisphere folks, like, yeah, it's gonna be harder to travel in the winter. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's it's just like it's the days are short, and when you're when it's dark out. That's why we like to stay put in the winter. Other people have different approaches and it depends on your work schedule and things like that. But like for us, we like feel like, well, the weekends are the only time we can really do stuff because it's dark so early. So right. if we're spending our weekends driving, that's, yeah. It's there's not much time to do pointless. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and all we're doing is driving and staying at RV parks then instead of like. That is no fun. Enjoying. That's why after. <laughs> Our first winter in Florida. A winter in Florida, and we were moving on the weekends, and we said, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, we were like, we hate this. Why we, does anybody like, like this? That winter, we booked two months in Palm Springs in one spot. <laughs> yep. And, then, and that was much better. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, actually, we were going to do a snow winter next winter. We are going to spend at least four months somewhere. Yeah. Because two months wasn't quite enough. Well, especially when you're like leaving yeah. from there to go other places. When you're in too, like though. a snowy place, it's like, well, I'm just gonna stay there. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We might be antsy. completely stuck. Who knows? I don't think we'll be stuck. Not in Lovemore if it's not that high <laughs> up. We can go somewhere. Yeah. That's kind of the the that's like our big anchors. And then after then you start to fill stuff in. And then you start to say, Okay, here's like rough roughly where I wanna be these certain weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of, and based on like how far you want to drive and uh, that's going to be different for everybody and different depending on like where, like how long. So for, for a lot of full-time travelers, like mm-hmm. we don't like to drive like super long drives generally. Yeah. yeah. I would say like we're on the higher end of like we'll, we'll drive a long drive. We don't really care too much on a weekend. Like if it's a like, 10 hours away, like we'll split that up over a couple of days and get there. Yeah. But we but don't want to do like- that all the time. But it's okay. So, but if you're if you're thinking of a road trip, yeah, like a ten hour drive, it's not usually that. Someone big might deal. think like, oh, we'll do that in one day. You know, like, it's a little different with an RV. We're not going to do that in one day. We never do. No, pretty you know, much never. We'll do I, that on our way out to get the Cougar and Bay. I mean, like a good rule, yeah. Like, but that's going to be leaving early in the morning and getting in at night yeah that's and that's like a once in a very long we, while that's thing. not sustainable yeah like we can't do that all the time we would die <laughs> you know yeah it would just, it's not, just be fun not fun after yeah. a while it's, it's different fun. if it's like your summer trip and you're like driving 12 to hours to get somewhere and, and you're gonna hang out there and then mm-hmm. that's your place um so that's like it's a little different but that's kind of our approach is that we like we generally only drive like three or four hours at a time and so maybe we'll go eight hours over a weekend. But like we kind of figure like especially since we slow down more in the winter, like if it's the summer and there's places we want to be, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But we're generally staying put during the week and driving on a Saturday or Sunday or maybe both if we're doing a longer drive. And that's kind of and then we start to look at, okay, so like where what are our preferred campgrounds in these areas and so then you're kind of like zooming in a little bit more and you're looking at each place and like what is there there and so um that's going to be looking at campendium depending on the area you're in yeah and I think for some, boondocking and some other like overnight type stuff we really like i overlander yeah so some of it is like the areas you want to be mm-hmm. are going to be kind of based around campgrounds too. If yes. they're like specific state or national parks, you yes. make sure you go to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of like filling in the in-betweens <laughs> that a goes on. too, yeah. And, and sometimes those end up being some really nice parks that we really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, we just like don't expect it because we're just like, well, we needed somewhere to stay for a week and like halfway in between these two things. 
Yeah, but um, like, you just never know what's yeah. going to end up being great. Yeah, and so then we're looking at campgrounds, and we're looking specifically at when, like, when can I make a reservation here? How much does it cost? We have a target price that we're looking at, and then like, what are the resources there? Mm-hmm. Do and do is there cell signal or will Starlink work? Mm-hmm. And those are kind of the things we're thinking about when we're picking what place to stay around. So how somewhere. do you know if there's cell signal or if Starlink will work? I yeah, mean, I, I know so... how you know, but like I'm, I'm betting people are curious about that. Cell signal. Um, I'm usually looking at Campendium. That's got kind of the best cell signal reviews. Some people will mention it on iOverlander, and if it's a Recreation.gov site, sometimes they'll have on there if there's cell available. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Recreation.gov is pretty good actually. Um, except for don't use the website on your mobile phone you have to get their app or use it on a computer i successfully did it yeah it's a little clunky yeah it was a pain yeah (laughs) it like doesn't really work but that will say as well if you're looking at a government at a federal government campground so Mm -hmm. those are kind of the resources i use for that they can be wrong usually it's right We've had it be wrong before, though, and that's really painful when you bank on something working and then it doesn't work. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, or it's like it says there's three bars, but it's somehow like it just kind of cuts out all the time or fades in the afternoon or there's yeah. some weird things that happen. You just, cell signal can be weird. Yeah, Starlink, for Starlink working, we're looking at photos, we're looking at maps, we're looking at Google Map, uh, satellite images to yeah. try and see if there's any obstructions, if it looks like it's a big wide open field. Yeah. There's a specific site we want to make sure we try and get to make Starlink work, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Basically, all of our favorite campsites, Starlink's not going to work in. Yeah, we love being <laughs> in the fucking woods. <laughs> um, And that's the truth. Like, we don't have Starlink up right now, even in this KOA, because there's too many trees. I, but, like, it doesn't matter, because we have good cell yeah, signal. Yeah, we have good here. cell signal. So, that's, like, honestly, I'm trying to usually make sure we have good cell signal. And if we don't, then it's, like, wide fucking open. Yeah. So, we can use Starlink. Right. So those are kind of the the two. <laughs> well, especially if you're on a lot of calls. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people work from the road, but if you're not on calls, like obstructions Stra- anymore, especially for Starlink, like it's, it's not, not going to matter long. that much. Like for my normal work day, like a lot of times what I'll end up doing is setting up Starlink anyway mm-hmm. and using it for everything but my calls. But for my calls, I'm hotspotting on my phone. Yep. And my phone is also like it has good enough signal to do a call. Yeah. So we kind of use both a lot. So, I mean, it's just like Starlink will end up actually having like better bandwidth and better download speeds but and stuff. But it hiccups. But like it just kills your calls if it ever yeah. drops out for a yeah, couple seconds. Yeah, especially with Teams. Zoom is a little bit better. Okay. Well, Zoom is a little bit better in every way. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> So that's kind of, that's what we're looking at. And then we're booking those things when they, and so if you're really on top of things, we're like looking at stuff and like, oh, hey, we want to do these Michigan state parks and they come open six months in advance. Mm-hmm. If you're really trying to get something super specific, you might do the game where, oh, well, it opens six months in advance and you can have a two week booking window. So I'm going to try and book the the week ahead of where and I actually want to be there. Stop and it. And the don't following tell week. That. I don't do that That's usually. Bad it's not great. <laughs> I haven't figured out what reservation system induces good behavior in people, but <laughs> that one's not a good one. I think I maybe have done that once because it's like the only way to get certain campsites. Yeah. But basically just be like right on right when things come open. And yeah. Also be willing to change they'd be like, okay, well I can't do that one, but there's another one down the road that's like not as popular. Or whatever, but it's fine. I like first come first serve. <laughs> I freaking love first come first serve. I don't. Have, I, think I, mean, I have commitment issues after three years of travel. I'm just like I don't know. I might want to change my mind. Like <laughs> the problem with it, right? How is many if, like fees I've lost to like canceling or forgetting to cancel campgrounds? Well, that's the problem with that. Yeah, but like, the problem with first come first serve, right, is you can end up showing up and not having anything. And yeah, and you have to have a backup option. Yep. And if you're in a place that doesn't have a lot of backup options, that might not be a good solution for you. I feel like it always works itself out, though. In, like, the Pacific Northwest specifically, and this, like, all the way up to Alaska and in Alaska, first come, first serve is awesome. Yeah, it's the way to go. 
It's really, it really is. I mean, like we had some reservations and, and like, we made a lot of reservations like a couple of days in advance too. Like if we were doing RV parties. That's true. Yep. But like for the most part, like if yeah. we can just show up, like it's really nice to be able to do that. It now. feels a lot more freeing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but even then I'll have looked at those campgrounds and figured it, out if we can work from them and it's not like there's no planning involved and like they're on my list and then if i had ever and then so sometimes there's more planning involved because like for instance we're gonna try a first come first serve campground this week mm-hmm. uh for devil's tower and mm-hmm. it'll, it'll probably be fine but like if we get there and the cell doesn't work or something's not working right or they, there's no sites available right. what are what are our alternative options like where else can we go yeah and so then I have like a list in my mind, at least in my mind of like, here's the other places we could go. Mm-hmm. I won't plan to boondock or to do first come first serve unless I have several ideas of where we could be. Or I know it's like a huge space that like just never fills up. And something else we make sure to do when we are going to that type of situation where we don't have a reservation uh-huh. is get there early. Yes. Yeah, the best thing you can do is get there like a checkout time or a little before. Yeah, or like in the case of a boondocking site, like when people would normally yeah, be leaving. I would say like, like a little after. Sunday mornings is a really good time to get to places like that. Mm-hmm. Because people are leaving from the weekend. We had really good luck with a lot of boondocking stuff, or not boondocking, but like first come, first serve stuff in the Pacific Northwest getting there like Sunday at like 11. Definitely, yeah. Just because people are leaving then, and so it opens a lot of stuff up. Yep, and so, if you get there, you can stay for the week, you know? Yep. You just book how many nights you want. Yep, that place in Port Angeles, we had that luck. Um, oh, it was great. I loved that campground. That was so good. Yeah. So, yeah, those are the kind of things that we're trying to think about. And so we do a lot of that kind of planning, but I'll usually leave. So I'll do a lot of the big stuff. I'll, like, say, oh, here's, like, the big things I want to make sure I do. So, like, for next summer, I'm going to make sure we book our Michigan State Park reservations pretty far in advance. Yeah, for sure. Because those, those just go quick. And mm-hmm. they're it's worth it to be in those state parks. Like, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Especially on Lake Michigan and stuff. Like, it's just, it's a neat atmosphere. It's totally worth at least having a few weeks doing that. Um, And we want to go up to the Upper Peninsula and do that kind of stuff. So we're going to be looking at that kind of thing as well. Mm-hmm. But often I will leave a day um free or like a, a weekend or sometimes a holiday weekend or I'll leave uh, even a week free that I'm like, I'm going to figure this one out later. Yeah. Because it's like not as pressing or sometimes I'm like, I know we're going to need two days to drive to between these two places so i'm gonna like have us exiting on saturday and not getting into the next one until sunday and i don't know where we're gonna stand on saturday night and i won't figure that out until like the week before yeah because it's way out you know (laughs) i don't need to figure that out right away oftentimes that's where one night is usually not a problem to get pretty much anywhere a harvest host or Mm -hmm. a walmart yeah exactly or like a first come first serve i might check and make sure that those types of things are available before i book it that way Mm -hmm. but generally speaking like i'm like oh well i'm just gonna wing that part of it like i'm gonna figure that out like maybe a week in advance so i think this is the point where i'm like wow this sounds like so much work is this even fun i do like it's almost like every day especially right now because we're moving so much every day i'm like staring at Iverlander, staring <laughs> at campendium staring at harvest host app and like being like okay where can we go next where are we going next where are we stopping um which is a little bit more pressure even though we're winging it like mm. i kind of i like the like okay we have like these weeks planned my favorite cadence is planning like two months out, mm-hmm. kind of having like the next two months planned mm-hmm. and knowing where we're going to be for those. And I have this weird thing right now where I'm like, I know we're exactly where we're going to be from November through March, but I have a fuck ton of shit to plan between now and then. Yeah, that is really <laughs> weird. But it happens a lot. Yeah, It happens a lot. It happened when we were doing... Palm Springs last year. We knew we were going to be in Palm Springs for December, January, but we didn't have much plan around either end of it. Yeah. Uh, we had like a bunch of state park plans. Well, we had plans 
in San Diego or whatever. And then we decided to go to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, It's, you never know what's going to happen. Like we, we change our minds a lot and and that's kind of part of the fun of it. Plans are subject to change. Yeah. Then you're spending more time making plans and undoing the plans that you already made. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot of work. I feel like that's a t-shirt or something. Plans are subject to change. Right. It's like, they can always change. Like don't, don't take them. But that's, that's fun. It is fun and it's also exhausting. Yeah. yeah. It is really fun to like refinagle everything. Like, okay, try new new plan. Try something new. Yeah. Um I I really do enjoy it though. I think the anticipation and like the the building of like, oh, this next route is gonna be epic. Like we're so excited to get to do some things we've not done and revisit some places we really love. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to be such a good trip. I'm so stoked about it. And that's like the best part of planning is like getting to like make that come to life. And then when you're there, you're like, I made this happen. I planned this. Like I could figure this all out. It's every bit as great as we hoped it would be. Yeah. I mean, not always. Sometimes (laughs) things are dead, but it's still fun. Yeah, totally. I'm really stoked. Like we were able to work in going to Banff and Jasper on our way back. Uh, we'll definitely uh, go back then there we again. Slipped in the Radium Hot Springs thing because I looked at the map when I was like trying to figure out where to stop on our way south, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we go through this place called Radium Hot Springs. I bet there's hot springs there." <laughs> and it was, and it was another fun. Canadian national park. Yeah, it was fun too, and like it's just like little things like that that you get to find out on the way of like, oh, well, we're going here, and maybe we'll, oh, and what's that on the map? How do I figure that out? So. It's, but I think, so the ways that this carries over into like, um, travel planning and stuff outside of RVing and outside of full-time travel, is just like, I guess relating to the point of, it's so fun to be looking forward to something and like plan the right amount. Mm -hmm. And also to be kind to the person who is planning your trip because there's always somebody who is like the planner it's so true and it, it's just how it always <laughs> is <seen> those reels <laughs> it's how it always is and the other person just shows up and if you're the person who shows up just like tell them thank you hey i don't just show up okay? no you don't you do a lot of shit but, <laughs> but yeah. it's like if you're the thank if you're the person thank who doesn't you, do the planning in your in your in your uh whatever relationship or situation is that you're mm-hmm. traveling with like, just, like, make sure you, like, give a little nod of appreciation and let them know that you are having a good time and they don't need to stress about it. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're not having a good time, don't lie, I guess. But maybe. <laughs> that's fine, too. <laughs> just Well, that's why them. plans are subject to change if you're not exactly. having a good time. Exactly. <laughs> time you go somewhere else it's fine. you don't have to be here fine yeah exactly why are you even listening to this podcast yeah. you don't have to be here but i think like don't yeah don't be afraid to change the plans i think is what i've learned i was very rigid at first when we first made our plans yeah and like learned a lot about it i think just well, like yeah we the scheduled ourselves really like so tight yeah like, we this, did what this, we've this, been this, doing this, for this, this entire fucking summer uh what do you mean? We just were like moving every few days while trying to work. Yeah. What do you mean we've done that for this? I guess we have. Well, yeah, I don't think we've stayed anywhere longer than five days. Since it's been really fast paced. <laughs> five days is the longest we've stayed anywhere, I think, since Washington. Wow. <laughs> no way. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, Fort Langley. We stayed uh-uh, six. We stayed, we, well, there were a couple other places too. I, I don't think so. Anyway. Maybe sewer. I don't know. There's been a couple times, but it's not been much. <laughs> we, we've been moving. We have not done a two-week stay anywhere. No. Uh-uh. Oh, no. Almost in San Francisco at the... <laughs> oh. oh, that was on accident. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the little... Um, Marin. Marin RV park. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. I do like that location, though. It's a nice oh, yeah. Location. I mean, we... I should really like that RV. We're able to do a lot of stuff that we wanted to do from there, but it's also super expensive for a teeny tiny little site. Anyway. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But, um, yeah. Yeah, that was accidentally almost two weeks. Don't book book yourself moving every few days. 
forever because it gets very wearing. Yeah, so then that's when you want to, you know, stop traveling for a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, we're uh, we'll be headed towards Iowa this weekend, hopefully, and then uh, kind of slow down for a while. Ish, kind of, sort of. Ish, kind of, sort of, a little, maybe. And then we're going to book it out to Washington. I am really looking forward to that. I think Mm -hmm. uh, as much as I have a little bit of apprehension about a snow winter in a rig. We even talk about planning, like, oh, the part of planning, it's like, oh, where am I going to be able to dump my tanks and get water? Because that's a whole other aspect of the whole thing. That's true. Does it have hookups? Does it not? Am I going to have enough battery? (laughs) Yeah. Some of the stuff you like just get so used to doing yeah that it's like you're not even really planning ahead you're just like you, it's almost intuitive yeah every once in a while it's like oh is there a dumpster oh, there? yeah <laughs> we for could, six yeah, days and right. i need to figure out where i'm mm, gonna dump my tanks yeah. but yes yeah so you were talking about looking forward to living with you're a little worried about freezing everything <laughs> a little but not really i think we've planned, we our skirting came in i think we've planned well for it yeah mm-hmm. and um yeah i'm just looking forward to Taking a break. Yeah. Enjoying one spot. Uh-huh. Uh, enjoying a winter season, which we haven't really experienced winter as a family for a couple of years now. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be really fun. I'm excited. But I would also like to hear what our listeners have planned for yeah. their travels. Oh, and don't forget to send book club stuff, too. I just read The Fourth Wing, which I know I'm late to the party on that one, but it was very fun. The who? The fourth wing. Fourth? The fourth wing. That's what I just put on your Kindle for you. Sweet. Uh, it's <laughs> a fantasy romance novel, and I it's not like a literary work of art, but it is, I really liked it. Okay. Was, I, I, it had something going for it in that I did not put it down for two days straight, and I finished it, so. Nice. Um, and it's not short. <laughs> I well, we can talk more about it on our next book club. But the main character has the same genetic condition that I do, which Whoa. I thought was because the author does. So nice. Anyway, I was like, I noticed that <laughs> like, they're talking about the symptoms of it. And I was like, Hey, that's familiar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so yeah, send us your book club recommendations uh-huh. if you have good recommendations for fantasy romance novels. Or any type of novels, or any type Literally of books. Literally any that you kind like. of book, because I like, I mostly read memoirs. I also read novels, but I, my problem with novels is what happened this weekend, and that I like couldn't function, and all I was doing was reading. Yeah, it's so funny when you get sucked into a book so bad. It's like, what? What are we? Oh, okay, you're reading. Okay, cool. It's literally all <laughs> I'll I do. Be over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, aside from that. Please reach out to us as well and let us know, how do you plan your travels? Where are you going? What are you doing? And uh, what are some tips for us that maybe we could share with the rest of our listeners um, that uh, has worked well for you uh, when you've gone out and traveled as well? Yeah, sounds great. If they want to do that, how should they do that? You can email us at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. You can also... Find us on Instagram and TikTok at Letters from the Road Pod. And you can uh, especially subscribe on Substack at Letters from the Road.substack.com, where you'll get two, if you subscribe with your email, you'll get two letters per week, plus maybe a poem sometimes on a Wednesday. Letters come out on Mondays and Fridays. You'll also get a notification when our podcast drops every Sunday. If you want to, you can set which emails of those you want to receive. But that's kind of, uh, that's where you can find us. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and we've been talking about ways uh, we can get a little bit more involved with our community. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've talked about potential of a Discord. We've talked about um, even some ways that people could support us so that we can keep doing this sort of thing. Yeah. Whether that's merch, uh, direct donations, that type of stuff. So if you you have ideas for us, if that's something you're interested in, let us know about and, uh, that too. Right now, if you like what you hear, uh, since we don't have any way for you to like financially support us, yeah, it'd be great if you could leave us a review somewhere wherever you listen to your podcast. Please, five, five star. stars only. 
five star review. <laughs> and tell your friends. Keep your one star reviews to yourself. <laughs> but or if don't. you do have to leave a one star review. Make it funny. Make it funny so we can read it on the podcast. We haven't had a good funny one star review in a long time. Don't don't encourage people to leave us a bunch of one star <laughs> reviews. It's not a good idea. Oh shoot. No, that's gonna backfire for sure. It will backfire. Everyone will be like, I'm being funny. Uh, no, but you can okay. leave us a funny five star review. Ooh. We'll also read that on the podcast. Ooh, yeah. Five stars. <laughs> this is the worst podcast. <laughs> <laughs> five I don't know. Stars. Will that go through? I don't know why they talk so much about I don't even know. What do we talk about? Dumping their tanks. Dumping their tanks. <laughs> Why why do they talk about RVs so much? I don't care what you're drinking. They're talking about their fucking puppy. What the hell? (laughs) Anyway. uh, So yeah, please. And tell your friends. Tell your friends about the show. Send a link. Link to our social media stuff. Into this cozy campfire chat community, please. Yeah. As we slow down with our travels, we'll have a little more time to spend on Posting on the Instagrams stuff and with stuff this again. So, other than just like talking at you every week. Yeah, but we enjoy, we enjoy that and we like hearing back from you. So let us, uh, please uh, talk to us or something. Awesome. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> so until, until next, next week. <laughs> we'll see you down the road. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>